0: Be seated. Well, thank you for all for being here. I would like to, we have a short program this afternoon. I would like to call up a, a man of God that's in this church, he grew up in this church actually, Ryan Lewis, could you come up? Yeah, you guys could put your hands together for him. Ryan grew up in this church. I don't know if he was, I'm not too sure if he was born in this church, but he grew up here. And he is a young man who is running after God's own heart. And he would like to share, we asked him to share what's on his heart for this generation at this time. Could you guys put your hands together one more time for Ryan?
1: Good afternoon, folks. It is an honor and a privilege to be in the house of God and to be here today speaking to you fine folks. Um, I have a raw message, very quick, unrefined, but it's been bubbling in me since yesterday's uh, conference. If you remember yesterday, um, we had men's fellowship yesterday. It was fantastic. And each, at the end of the pastor's message, each person had to give a speech. And I had, you know, Olivia Wilde Fellowship Church, I've been coming here since, you know, and how great the pastors are and the future of this church. And I said, why do I have a million and ten things in my mind? God guide my words. And I looked to my left, and there was this young man sitting next to me, little kid. And it reminded me of a story of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus in Jerusalem for Passover. If you remember that story, after Passover, Mary and Joseph went back home. Unbeknownst to them, they forgot Jesus. And for three days, they could not find him, right? Where was Jesus? He was in the temple amongst the elders, debating, talking, learning scriptures, Preparing himself to take the charge for the next, you know, his next mission of dying for our sins and resurrecting and so forth. And as I look at this young man, the words lost generation popped into my heart. And it all started years ago when the United States government decided in their so called wisdom. To remove God from schools. And as the pastor said last week, I'm talking to the women, but I'm looking at the men. I'm going to change it a little bit. I'm looking at the children, but I'm speaking to the adults. For far too long, we have been a sleeping giant. We have allowed politics We've allowed celebrities and this whole cancer culture to dictate what our children and their children, the new norm. We have forsaken the old wisdom of the elders for a new shiny selfie. So elders, parents. So happy to see you mix them among your children today. It is super important that we wake up and bring our children back. Look, kids, it is not an accident that you're sitting in God's house today. It is not an accident. So, if you could do me a favor, you can close your eyes for 30 seconds. Adults and kids, just close your eyes. And let's clear your mind of every thought. The only thought I want you to concentrate on right now is what does salvation mean to you? Just 30 seconds. Let it it be a serious conversation with yourself because salvation is a serious business. It's God's business. Now, once you, you've had that thought process, and uh, that seed has been planted in your mind, I want you to take the next day, two, three weeks, a month, year from now, and study it. Refine it. And then see how you can apply it to this lost generation. I'm just going to read a quick scripture for you. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says... For he says, In the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. Now is a time of God's favor. Today is the day of salvation. All right? Salvation. So when you study style of salvation on a daily basis, weekly, whatever time you have. Look at your inner self and then refine it. If you look at goal, goal is a beautiful, a beautiful thing, right? But when you first get out the ground, it's dirty, it's unrefined. And it's a process of refining it that makes it shiny. So parents, yes, our children are may not be where you want them to be but they're, they're still the mineral. And it is our job as parents and as elders to take charge of refining them. That way, they are... You ever seen the um, It's an old commercial where you spray bug spray and then the, the mosquitoes come and it's bouncing off? So if you prepare and refine your children in the word of God, in the wisdom of God, the worldly things... This new shiny fake fading uh, wisdom that they're pouring upon us is gonna bounce off. Right. And with that, thank you so much for your time.
0: Come on, church, you could put you could do better than that. Ryan, thank you very much for that word. This is a young man who who has grown up in liberty. I've known Ryan for the majority of my life and just seeing his process and how God is working in him is such a beautiful thing. Well, to his point, parents, adults, bring your children to church. I grew up um, in a pastor's household and I had no choice but to go to church. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would be here for choir practice, and I don't even sing. I would make up, my head is hurting, my stomach is hurting. It didn't matter, I had to come to church. And I like going to church, but sometimes, you know, it's a little bit too much sometimes. Growing up as a kid, especially in the pastor's household, But here, this is what it does though. You continue to bring them. They continue to listen to the worship songs. They continue to listen to the messages. It becomes instilled within them. So when they do get to an age where they make their own decisions on what to do right from wrong, it has been instilled at a young age. So even if they drift away, and they fall off track. By God's grace, they would come back to the altar. And I'm, I'm a testimony of that, although you've seen me in church all these years. It doesn't mean my heart was right. I fell off track many times. but it was because of my parents and their love and the stuff that they instilled into my life. And with the help of God, I could still tell you today, I stand here only because of the grace of God. So adults and parents, if you have a child or a young adult, bring them into the house of God. You do your part And let God do his. We have a young lady in our midst. And she's going to come up and bless us with her powerful testimony that she has. Sister Stephanie, would you come up and bless our hearts. Could you please put your hands together.
2: I'm going to share a testimony that's different. I know I'm known as the girl who you know, on the dying bed that Jesus saved. But today I feel like this is the crowd I should share this testimony with. And I'm going to go with, you know, what God is leading me to to share. Um, I moved moved to America when I was just 16 years old. Um, It was the time where I was grieving for my eldest sister who passed away a few years with I'm trying not to cry because this is, this one here is very deep. Um, she passed away with cancer, and I was just, you know, grieving at the moment. I was in transition, moving from the country to a big city. You know, I had no friends at 16. Um, September came. I started high school. It was so hard for me to make friends because, you know, most of my life I grew up going to Sunday school. My parents they. They were very strict, you know. They always help us to choose the right friends. When I started high school in America, it was so hard for me to make friends. I felt like, you know, I didn't fit in. And I was always sitting in the back of the classroom. I would never speak because I had one of the ugliest accent, which I feel like people still laugh at me. Um, every night I get home, you know, I would cry. I go to bed crying, I wake up crying. I felt, you know, so sad and so alone. You know, I was there with my family, but I still, I still felt like, you know, I had nobody. Um, within a year, I graduated and I started college. And when I started college, I, you know, I had no guidance, I didn't know what career path I wanted to choose, um, but I still started the first semester i did fairly okay you know i was new to the work the second semester um i started to struggle and i was just failing you know i started to get d's and f's and i, I didn't know who to speak to i was very shy and i was still going you know I, I i used to pray i used to go to bed every night and i'm like you know very sad till i felt my i started to feel you know like i was just getting depressed and um A few months later, I got letters from school that, you know, you're going to be kicked out because I couldn't keep my GPA up, and I wouldn't be able to get financial aid anymore. I'm new to the country, you know. I have no jobs. My parents, they were working bare minimum. It was paychecks to paychecks. And getting the letter, I didn't, because, you know, when you're from the Caribbean, it could be so hard, you know, talking to your parents. Um... I got the letter. I remember one day I'm sitting down by the train, and I'm just crying, you know, crying. And I was like, you know, maybe if I just threw myself in this train, that would probably be the best decision. A random guy came to me, and he was like, you know, he just said hi. And when he said hi, it stopped me from, you know, ending life. I walked down, and I went home. I'm reading the letter, and, you know, got kicked out of school. I I took the bus and I went home. I still didn't tell anybody anything. I kept praying, praying. Um, Philippians 413, my favorite Bible scripture, that was my daily reminder of I can. You know, any young people here, just hold on to God, you know. And my daily reminder of I can was Philippians 413. That wasn't the worst part. The worst part, I would still get up and go to school even though I wasn't in school. I pretended as if I was going to school because I was still so nervous to tell my parents that, you know, I'm not in school and I got kicked out. For an entire year, winter would come, you would see me sitting on the street for like hours, you know, just pretending that I'm in school. Um, Somehow or the other, I had to, you know, come clean to them and be like, this is what happened. I'm not in school. I got kicked out. But because of Jesus and, you know, the faith I had, I went from the girl in the back of the classroom to the girl in front of the classroom. I went from the girl with the lowest GPA who couldn't stay into school, finishing college on the dean's list, I just the world teaches us to trust the process before I go I want to just leave one thing with you if I trusted the process I don't know where I would have been but don't trust the process don't trust the process that the world is teaching us to trust trust Jesus you know because like I said if I trusted the process I would have probably been still been struggling and Like I said, I'm known as the girl with the testimony, you know, laying on a dying bed. But I felt like this was the perfect testimony for the younger crowd, you know. If you're in school, if you're struggling, you know, reach out to somebody, talk to them, pray, do not give up on God, you know. When I felt like I was in the darkest tunnel, you know, Jesus showed me sunlight, you know. Um, I got out of it all because of Jesus. America thought I needed therapy, but... It wasn't therapy, it was Jesus. Thank you.
0: Come on, you could give one more time. Aren't you happy that we serve a God of the turnaround? He could turn around any situation for his glory, for your good is there any first-time visitors here with us do you mind standing if you can don't be shy first-timers come on liberty put your hands together we're so glad you're here our doors are always open for you We appreciate you and we love you. We're here every Sunday at 10 a.m. Our door is open. And once a month, we're starting to do our next generation service. So thank you very much for coming. Come on, Liberty, one more time. We're closing down. And we have a dynamic man of God that's about to share the word. I just want to finish my story about parents, you know, bring your your children to church. It's very important. But to the young people, I understand. I'll say that first. But the best decision you could do is give your heart to Jesus. I'm saying that as a As a young man, I'm saying that. As a pastor's son, I'm saying that. As someone that went out there and experienced the world. And of everything, my decision of following Jesus was the best thing I could do. And I just want to encourage you to follow him and surrender your heart entirely to him. Because he knows you and he understands you. He understands every single thing you are going through in this present moment. Don't think anything that you're going through surprises him because it doesn't. And he knows you from your mother's womb. He has designed you and created you. I just want to say seek him. Although sometimes it might be hard. Or stressful. Or you don't even feel like it. Seek him with all that you have. Because it is the best thing you could ever do. If you want to stand with me. If you bring the man of God to the pulpit. Set a fire down in my soul. That I can't contend and i can't control cuz i want more hope of this you this afternoon god. to all I the young people, people you here and also god. the generations that are here sit up with everything that you have my soul that because he won't content, let you down and i can't control cuz i want more of you god i want more of you god of fire down in us. We want more of him. Contain, we control. want more of him. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. set of fire down in my soul
1: that I can contain that I can control. I want more.
0: The Holy Ghost to be upon us. And we're praying for a revival to happen. I just want to leave you with this. And this is what to me what what revival stands for. Or stands for repentance. Confessing our sins to God. God, we're sorry of everything we have done. And we're coming to you pure and holy, God. It's a conviction. turning away from sin. The E means evangelism. It's going to give us a renewed passion for sharing the word of God and leading others to Christ. V stands for vision. God, we pray that you give us vision to see what your will is for our life, for our church, for our family to see things that others cannot see. A revelation, a sense of purpose and direction. I stands for intercession. This is a time when we should be increased in prayer, we should wrap ourselves in prayer praying for ourselves and other people and our loved ones and the church. V stands for victory. Victory over sin. Victory over temptation. But victory over our lives. A stands for awakening. Awaken our spiritual beings, God, so we could draw deeper with you. I want to have a deeper relationship with God. And L stands for love. His unconditional love. The type of love that just goes down and deep to get you and find you. And pull you out of it. And make you a new creature. A new human being. In his sight the love that doesn't need anything in return. We pray and we ask for your love to increase and for us to decrease. Father, we are asking for a revival
2: over our lives.
0: Right now we're praying for it. As you open up your hearts, as we introduce the man of God to the pulpit. Father, we want you to have your way right now. And pour out your spirit into this sanctuary as the man of God comes. Could you put your hands together for Reverend Minister Christian Van Cooten?
3: Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise his name, amen. You can be seated in the marvelous presence of God. I want to thank, uh, thank you, Jonathan, for that kind introduction. Much appreciation. And great grace of God be upon you, amen. Praise God. You know, I was... When I came in here, uh, Minister Imran, he was singing that song about Fear. Child, No, he was thinking about a child. Of, I am a child of God. And then when Jonathan took the stage, you know, I said to myself that God has really empowered Jonathan to be a minister of this church. And as I was sitting there, praise God, you know, I want to confess to you that fear almost kept me from coming here today. Because it has been a while since I've come here to speak. I think it's been, it's been years. And things have changed. And then the devil was talking to me. And he was saying, man, you're going to come up here. You're going to bomb. You're going to stutter. You're going to stammer. You don't have what it takes. You've been disqualified. You've been conked out. And Jonathan, he texts me like, he gives me, like, give me long notice, right? So I had ample time to prepare. But then as I was going to prepare, every time there's a block in my way, there's a block in my way. And... I got a breakthrough, I got a text, I got a team, and then I have no meat, no content to work on, no, no materials to build on that team and, and that text. And when I finally got hold of something, I was on the computer, and then my son is coming for me to lift him up. And then, he's my son, I cannot reject him. So I embraced him, and then he started to touch the keyboard and play with the mouse and throw it stuff. And I said, man, I'm not going to get anywhere with this sermon. And then I started getting angry and you know, angry and frustrated. But then I went on my knees and I said, God, if you call me to it, you got to equip me to this. Amen. Because I remember the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. And it is profitable for doctrine, training, reproof, and instruction into righteousness. And so as Jonathan was ministered, you know, ministering there, I remember... Fear is a liar, amen? Fear is a liar. False evidence acting real. And I've learned, I'm learning that you got to push through your fears, amen? You got to push through your circumstances, amen? You got to push through your anxieties, amen? And you got to rise up and you got to say, hey, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, amen? God is going to strengthen you today, amen? To do what he has called you to do. Praise God. Praise God. Well, it is an honor. This is a really beautiful stage, and it's a wonderful platform, and it's an honor, and it's a privilege for me to come here again, amen, to share with you and to bless your hearts with a message that I believe that the Holy Spirit has given unto me, amen. Can we clap our hands and reverence the Lord in this place, amen? (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastor Joe was speaking yesterday. Oh, let me take off my glasses. I'm kind of like nearsighted, and it's affecting me. Praise God. So, Pastor Joe, he was, uh, we were at the men's conference yesterday for a breakfast, and he was telling us about the great revival that is happening at the Osbury College. And, you know, our hearts were amazed, amen. So, I went and I looked, I looked this up on YouTube, and I see they're singing, and the presence of God is flowing, you know. And I said to myself that the same spirit that is working there at that college is here, amen? God is a spirit. And that spirit brings liberty, amen? And if we're hungry for it, amen? If we're seeking for it, amen? And we're pressing for it. And Jonathan, I know he's been praying. And he, you know he, he's very, very dynamic. And he's very powerful. And he wants that revival here, amen? Especially among the young people. And I believe that we can experience it today, amen? Can we experience that today? Praise God. Like the famed orator and former president said, can we do it? Yes, we can. Amen. The Bible says it's not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. Praise God. I believe God is going to do something marvelous for you today. I said, I believe God is going to do something powerful for you today. Amen. Praise God. Just look to him and be saved. Hallelujah. You know, I was, I was listening to this really fire song by Brandon Lake and Chandler Moore. And the song says, fear is not my future. Fear is not your future, amen. It says, disappointment is not your story. It says, heartbreak is not your home. You are destined to win, amen. The Bible says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And so today I want you to help me to deliver this message and I want you to say this out loud at me. Say, I will succeed in everything I do this year. I am a child of the Most High God. Therefore, there is nothing that can stop me. Nothing can stand between me and my destiny. God has given me the victory. And I'm not fighting for it. I'm fighting from it. Now every devil, every circumstances, and every situation that shall try to rise up against me, say, I'm going to move. You're being moved in Jesus' name. And I decree and declare that you're already moved. No matter what my situation looks like, my God is bigger. Amen? My God is stronger, amen? He's invested in me. He wants me to be successful so that he can get the glory. Praise God in this place, amen? Hallelujah. I'm really excited to share the word of God with you today, amen? Uh, Joel, can you uh, help me to project uh, this text? Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 2.12. Can you project that on the screen and let us uh, read it uh, together? Amen. Praise God. Oh, no one is there to help me. Oh, yeah. Praise God. So there we have it. There we go. Uh, we read it from the King James Version. Yeah. Praise God. The text reads, Now we have received not the spirit of this world but the spirit which is from God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Praise God. I want to speak to you on the team. God has bestowed on me amazing things. God has bestowed on me Amazing things. Let's pray God's blessing and his holy word. Amen. Praise God. Almighty God and everlasting father. In the great great and powerful name of Jesus. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that your word has never failed. It will not fail. But it will succeed and accomplish your purposes for us today. I pray you sanctify me, Lord. I pray that you grant me boldness. I pray for wisdom and knowledge and understanding to speak with efficacy and power in Jesus' name. I pray for the listeners, God. I pray that you give them receptive hearts and minds, that they will leave this service changed and transformed by the revelation of who Jesus is and the precious things The Father has bestowed upon us. I ask you, God, to break chains and relieve captives and draw men and women to the risen Savior in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to share with you on today three things the Lord has given to us. And the first thing I see the Lord has given unto us is the gospel, Amen. Lord, the Lord has given unto each and every uh, each and every one of us the gospel. And as I look at the word gospel, I see the word gospel simply means good news, Amen. It's God's good news for the human race, and we talk about a revival earlier, and we see. There, was, there were great revivals in the early church. And the Bible says that when they preached the gospel, souls were added daily, amen? And I believe that for us to experience what the apostles experienced, we must preach what the apostles preach. We must preach the gospel, amen? Praise God. And so the Bible tells us that our sins have separated us from God. And the wages of sin is death. But I'm so thankful that a gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Amen. And so, this gospel is a gospel of grace. It is a gospel of mercy. It is an earnest call to repent and to turn from our sins and come to him in faith. Praise God. It's the reality that God loves us so much that he gives. His one and only son, Jesus, to die in our place. And so that when we believe, when we surrender to him, we can experience eternal life. Praise God. It is the good news of our God. It is the good news that we don't have to live in fear and rejection and shame. Amen. But we can have the abundant life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We can have confidence and we can have assurance that our names are being written in the book of life. Praise God. It is an invitation. It is a privilege to be a citizen and a hearer of the glorious kingdom of God and heaven. Hallelujah. It is the gospel that has joined us together today. Amen. Praise God. We are here. Thank you so much. This represents the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jonathan. Praise God. Where am I? Yes. Praise God. The gospel gives us con- uh, confidence and assurance, amen, that our names are written in the book of life. And the gospel, it is the gospel that has joined us together here in the family of God. Where we can find a sense of belonging and acceptance. And where we can experience significance and connection and broadly love. Amen? And so, right at Bonky, he said it best. He said, the gospel is like water. Let me drink again. Amen? He said, the, uh, let me drink. And again and again, amen? Praise God. He said, the gospel is like water. No man invented it, and yet no man can live without it, amen? Praise God. Jesus instructed his disciples, he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. And so the apostle Paul charged Timothy, he said to preach the word. He said to be prepared. Preach it in season and out of season. Rebuke, encourage with every form of patient instruction. And so our hearts are being thrilled when we saw the Super Bowl and how they were airing some gospel ads, amen. Praise God! Can we clap for that, amen? That that those ads were able to reach 182 millions of people, amen. And so we thank God and applaud and commend persons who are financing the gospel and coming up with modern and creative ways to reach this generation, amen, with the love of God and the love of and the love of Jesus Christ. And. I tell you, since we've been having these services, we're so amazed, amen? We've been seeing our young men and our young women, amen? They've been rising up to this stage. They've been coming with boldness and courage. And they're becoming powerful and unforgettable speakers, amen? All for the glory of God. And they've been been infecting and affecting and provoking each other, amen? Into the purposes of God and into the greatness of Christ. Can we put our hands for our young people in this place? Amen. Praise God. God says he's doing a new thing. Amen. And so, the young people, they're stirring us and they're challenging us and they're inspiring us with their zeal and commitment. And we thank God for them. And we praise him. Amen. We are called. We are not only called to come on the pulpit and preach. Amen. You know, I'm stammering a little, but then I was reading Paul, and Paul said to the Corinthians Christian in the first chapter, he said, "I came to you with fear, I came to you with trembling, Amen. I didn't come to you with eloquent speech, but with the simplicity of God. That the power will not rest upon me, but it will, but your faith will rest upon the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." And so I say to you that we we're. We are, we are not only called to preach from this pulpit, but also we are called to share the gospel, amen, with our relatives and our friends and our co-workers and neighbors. We are to become bold witnesses for Christ and testify about his grace, his power and love. Paul said the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us We're being saved, it is the power of God. Amen. It is the power of God. Power to become the sons and daughters of God. Amen. Power to heal the sick. Power to raise the dead. Power to cast out demon spirits. Power to crush the works of the enemy. Amen. Praise God. The gospel is amazing grace. Pastor, I know you like this song. Amen. It is amazing grace. How sweet that song. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but thank God I can see. It is because of the gospel today that I found the joy, that I found the peace, I found the grace, I found favor. The song says, I've been changed, I've been healed. I've been freed. I'm delivered. God took my mess and he turned it into a message. Amen. Praise God. He took my test and he turned it into a testimony. Amen. And I'm so glad that I've been chosen. I've been called. I'm sealed. And I'm loved. All because of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ now I want to say to you as Billy Graham would say you're in this service and you've never heard the gospel before and you're not sure if you should die today we see many shootings amen it's so dangerous out here in the schools in the shopping areas amen people are dying today is the day of salvation praise God Tomorrow is not promised to no man. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you've never heard the gospel before. And you're not sure where you will spend your eternity. God in this very moment is presenting to you an opportunity to believe and receive the gospel. And find true peace and freedom and experience a relationship with Jesus Christ we're not, I'm not close. And I have two more points to share but at the end of this service would you ask him to come into your life amen, we will invite you to come forward and invite Jesus Christ into your life and come join the family of God, praise God and have assurance of eternal life let's praise his name praise God now, the second thing God has given us, He's given unto us a unique calling. He's given unto us a mission. He's given unto us an assignment. I want to say to you that I want to say to you today that your life on earth and in this church is not a mistake. Amen. It's not a mistake. God, you were sent by God in this church to do something special, unique, and valuable. Amen? God loves you. And he says to Jeremiah, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I appointed you a prophet to the nations. I like what the New Century Version says. He said, before I made you in your mother's womb, I choose you before you were born. I set you apart for a special work. Isn't that awesome? That before you were born, God has set you apart for a special work. Amen? Praise his name. And so Paul, he was set apart. He said he was set apart from his mother's womb. Amen? And called to be a preacher of the gospel. And so God has a will and he has a purpose for his children today. Amen. He has a unique plan. God has a unique plan and a destiny designed for you. You might say, well, how do I know specifically what God has called me to do? I mean, people are coming on this stage, they're singing, some are praying, some are testifying, some are preaching. What has God called me to do? It's really easy. Really, really easy you go to Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Amen? And the second thing you can do, you must do, is to submit to the leadership of the church and follow the guidance of the past. Amen? Submit to the leadership of the church and follow the guidance of the pastor. When God called Paul, he submitted to the tutelage of Gamaliel. When Samuel, when God called Samuel, he submitted to the ministry and the tutelage of Eli. David submitted to Saul and to Samuel, and Jesus submitted to John the Baptist. And I want to say it to you today, That God oftentimes reveals your calling through a prophet, through a pastor, or through other believers. Amen. I remember this account of a certain young man. He came to the elder of a large uh, church. The presiding elder of a very large mega church. And he said, "Um, I want to be a preacher. I want to be a preacher. And so... The presiding elder said, what has inspired such a interest or ambition? He said, well, I've seen a vision. And I looked up to the sky, and it said PC. And he interpreted the letters. He said they were really big, uh, large, golden letters. PC. And so he interpreted the letters to be preach Christ. And so, this presiding elder noticed this young man very well. He was very emotional and temperamental. And he didn't possess the qualities for such. And so, the elder said to him, my young brother, you are mistaken. PC doesn't mean, in your case, preach Christ. It means plow corn. Because he knows that this young man wasn't fit for the ministry. He had experienced his life. Plow corn, not preach Christ. And so he said to him, you will serve the Lord best by going and help your father in the field to plow corn. And so I I said that illustration to tell you that God will conform it with your past, amen? You might feel that God called you to do this and that, but God will conform it with a man of God. And so... We were talking yesterday and Brother Glenn was sharing. And he was telling us that when he just started to come to this church, um, he wanted to do some things. But then he talked with Pastor Joe. And then Pastor Joe gave him some advice and guidance and direction. And today it has really turned out well for him. And how he's flowing and operating in his giftings and his calling. and And he's really joyful and happy about that. And so the Bible says... We are God's handiwork, created in Jesus Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now there's a calling in your life today, amen? And God has ordained that calling for you. And this calling will bring fulfillment, it will bring satisfaction, and it will bring joy. The word of God declares again, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future, amen? Isn't that awesome? That God's plan will give us hope and a future. And so, the third thing, the third and final thing I want to say to you, that God has given unto us the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen? Amen. The gift of the Holy Ghost, amen? The gift of the Holy Ghost, amen? The gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the power and the presence of God, amen? It's been made accessible to us today, through Jesus Christ. Acts 3, eight says, Peter said unto them, Repent, each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You will receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Acts one it says, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you." Amen. Praise God. And Acts 2:17 says, "And it shall come to pass that in the last day says the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh." And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The gift of the Holy Ghost is not just for the apostles. It's not just for the early church. Amen. It's not for the the, the believers at the Osbury College. It is for us today. Amen. God's gifting is for for us today. Praise God. He is no respect of persons. The Bible tells us that a gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, it gives us power over temptation. The gift of the Holy Ghost, it gives us victory over addictive and sinful tendencies. Praise God. When you receive the Holy Ghost, the Bible tells us that you become a new pre- new creature. You become a person, amen. All things are passed away. And all things become new. The spirit of God changes and wonderfully transforms us, amen, into the image of Jesus Christ today. Paul said unto Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear. Sometimes you come here and you feel timid, amen. But God has not given you a spirit of fear, amen. He takes away your timidity. He takes away your fear, amen, and he gives you power, and he gives you love, and he gives you a song, mind, amen, praise his name. When the spirit of God, when he comes upon us, we become more loving, we become more kind, and it causes us to produce spiritual fruits. And guess what? He changes our character and our nature, and we become more Christ-like, amen, praise God, we become more Christ-like. And he anoints us. And he gives us dunamis power and strength and ability. Praise his name. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ flows through us. Hallelujah. And we receive supernatural boldness. And he enables us to fulfill our divine callings and assignment that the Lord has placed upon our lives. Praise his name. In him today, we have a divine helper. We have a comforter. We have a teacher. We have a friend. Amen. And I want to tell you today in closing, the same Holy Spirit is here in this very moment with us. Praise His name. And I believe that He is speaking to us right now. And I believe that He's drawing us unto the risen Savior the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. I want to tell you today in closing, God wants to save you in this place. Amen. God wants to transform you in this place. Amen. He wants to put his call on upon your life. He wants to fill you with the holy ghost to make you become what he has ordained for you before the foundations of the world was laid. And you know what? It matters not who you are and what you've done. All that matters is that in this moment you come to him in faith. And answer the call that he has placed upon your life. Then he said to me, The word of the Lord is to liberty. It's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Praise his name. I give you back to the hosts. Jonathan, praise God.
0: One more time could you just get, put your hands together for minister Christian for delivering such a deep and powerful word to us a word that's meant for this time would you stand as we close we had a full day huh a power packed day two services Come on, are you enjoying being in God's presence? Come on, you could do better than that. Do you enjoy being in God's presence? There is no other place I'd rather be than being in the house of God. Well, this week everyone heads back home. Well, first, you see, we tried to get you out of here before dinner. But um, we appreciate everyone for being here. Those that stayed back, all of our volunteers. um, Ryan, Stephanie, Minister Christian, could you put your hands together for them one more time? God is working and moving powerfully through them. And also, our musicians, our band, and Imran doing something great in this place. Well, we're going to dismiss in prayer. I would like you to ask Pastor Mahes if you could come and dismiss us in prayer. Also, we're going to leave um, a bucket here for your offering. So as we dismiss and as you guys are heading out, you could drop it if you feel led to. And if you have an envelope, yes, you can just fill it out. Also, you could give through our website, libertychurchny.org, and also through Cash App, LibertyCH. Well, dollar sign LibertyCH. Mm-hmm. Pastor Hayes, would you come and dismiss us, please? Could you guys just put your hands together for Jesus? Come on, this is for Jesus now.
4: for such a a great word, and we want to thank Jonathan um, for officiating. You know, Jonathan, his his uh, stature is growing worldwide, and um, he's becoming the spiritual father of a thousand young people in Nigeria. They looked to him to come back this year. He went there last year, and he preached, and he brought them up to, to the pulpit. And um, there was a young man. He lent us his um, Mercedes Benz. We were traveling from the airport to, to the church, and one big accident on the highway and I was saying how are they going to pay for this how they going to repair this car but you know he the guy who owned the car was cheering the young people service that night as if he had a million dollars from God and he had a big accident on his car it just tells you the hunger for Christ God bless them but they don't put those things in front of God now I want you to put God first tonight amen I want you to put God first. You never know who your life is going to influence. So I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Nobody looking around. This is a, a time I want you to give your heart to Jesus. Amen? I want you to put your hand up if you need to receive Christ into your life. Nobody looking around. Just slip your hand up we're going to pray for you right where you're standing. Amen. Lift your hand up. Let me see your hands. I lift them high up. Come on. Don't be scared. Look at hands all over this sanctuary. Amen. Praise the Lord. You need God's help. You need God's help in your school. You need God's help in your home. You need God's help among your friends. Your pressure's on. Hallelujah. Right now, one of my co-workers had to go to the school. A girl was beating her daughter up, saying all manner of things on the internet about her. And I know what you go through, young people. and You can't tell no one. But I believe the power of God is going to move here tonight. What you can't tell no one, what you can't share with anyone, God loves you. And God will fight for you in that school room. God will fight for you at your home. God will fight for you among your friends. God loves you and he don't want to lose you. You have a bright future. You're going to honor your parents when you grow up. You're going to be a great person in this life. And it begins here. It begins with church. It begins with this battle you're going through. It begins with this struggle in your mind. But I want you to know you're going to clear the the the, the slate tonight, you're going to be brave and bold and give Jesus your heart. Amen? So say after me, young people, Lord Jesus, I come to you. And I ask you, Lord, I need your help. I need your help because I can't live this life by myself. I can't tell my parents What I'm facing, what I'm going through, what I'm struggling with. But I ask you, Jesus, after hearing this message tonight, that you're calling on my heart, I am not leaving here until I talk to you. And Jesus, I know you love me, but I don't know how to pray tonight. I don't know how to talk to you tonight. I don't know how to tell you the thing. Tell you things tonight. But I'm giving you my heart tonight. And I'm giving you my struggles tonight. And I'm giving you my battles tonight. And I'm giving you, Lord, above everything else, my life tonight. Wash me tonight. Cleanse me from all sin. Cleanse my life from all my failures. Help me tonight to overcome temptation. Strengthen me tonight that I will not yield to the things my friend is telling me to do. I will not take drugs. I will not smoke. I will not drink. I will not yield to the devil tonight. Lord, give me a fresh start tonight. Give me a new beginning tonight. Come on, I want to hear you pray. I am asking you, Lord, for a new heart and a new life and a new, and a new way And a new attitude. Make me a new person. In Jesus name. This is my prayer. Thank you Lord. Give God praise and thanks. I believe some of the adults got into that prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the prayer. Something like that I pray every morning. Lord help me with my struggles. Help me with my carnal mind. Help me with lust, Lord. Help me to break. Come, come, Lord, break me this morning. That's the kind of prayer I pray every day. To start my prayer. Before I talk to people, I talk to God first. Don't run over there talking to people. You didn't talk to God. Start a new life. Amen? You're going to pray before you leave home. You're going to get in the bathroom and lift your hand before God. Amen. I know how many people live in your house. Maybe you don't have time, but those bathroom and the toilet is a good place to talk to God. Amen. Those are the nice, quiet places you can lift your hand. All right? God bless you. Did you give your offering or come up and give your offering and you're dismissed. God bless all of you. Have a great week.